Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to a bonus episode of High and Mighty. That's right. Not a tradition. We're coming at you on a Monday morning. Well, I was going to say live from the studio. I'm live in the studio, but you're recording because this is being recorded on Friday. Guys, I just, I'm people's shitheads. I'm here to tell you about my new show on the Spotify Green Room app. Spotify Green Room is a live listen radio kind of call in show where I create a room, you come in, you listen to me talk about movies, and uh, raise your hand, request to speak, and you come on up and you talk too. It's called The Movie Buff, and it's every Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern only on Spotify Green Room. And to ensure you never miss a movie buff live room, you got to download the Spotify Green Room app for free and follow me, John Gabers. The link will be in the show notes for my profile. Every Monday night at 11 Eastern on Spotify Green Room, I'll be talking about that uh, mo- that weekend's big movie. So, for example, if you want to listen in tonight, this evening, if you're listening to this episode on October 11th, I will be talking about... Uh, no Time to Die, the James Bond movie. Um, maybe Titan if I get a chance to see it. But please, come on out. We're in this room every Monday night at 11. Sign up for Spotify Green Room. There's, it's like free and all that stuff. Put your name in. Come in the room and let's talk. Let's chop it up about movies. All right? The Movie Buff. Every Monday night at 11 Eastern, only on Spotify Green Room. Here is an example episode from last week when we uh, covered Many Saints of Newark and... Uh, um, venom to let there be carnage so you can get an, a feel for how uh, fun the room is just a short hour-long radio show every monday night at 11 eastern only on spotify green room okay uh thanks for tuning in shitheads i appreciate it heard on spotify green room first All right. Welcome to the movie buff. It's Monday night, 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern. It can only mean one thing. Your boy, John Gabris, coming to you here on the Spotify Green Room app to talk about movies. 
the new releases each week, every Monday night at this time. And you guys showed up. And here's the thing. It's not going to be just me talking in this room tonight. It's going to be you guys, too. So at any point when I'm calling for it, if you want to request to speak, I'll bring you up on stage, uh, quote unquote stage, unmute yourself. That's an integral step that we're learning. Anyone who's been in the room weekly knows that that's a <laughs> that's a hurdle of ours. But we're going to get over it tonight, okay? We're going to be chatting about the two movies I saw. I mean, I watched a lot of shit this weekend because it's the spooky movie season. But I also watched The Many Saints of Newark. And Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So let's start off with talking a little bit about Many Saints. Oh, Valerie's just hoping everyone is well. Thanks. Yeah, keep an eye out for each other in the chat. You know, say hi. Make sure everyone's doing okay. Let's start with Many Saints of Newark, which I've taken to calling uh, Sopranos Babies. It really is like the tiny tunes of Sopranos. It's everybody as little kid versions of themselves it's so funny i i'm sorry i love the sopranos the show is so fucking good i just did a rewatch of it in like in the pandemic like every other millennial although i think i'm like the eldest of millennials i think i'm like the oldest millennial you can be personally (laughs) i'm in the world guinness book of world records is the world's oldest millennial okay back to many states in the work I loved Sopranos, loved it on the rewatch, was really excited for this movie. When the trailer dropped, I was a little bit like, okay, wait, what is this about? And then watching it, man, I think it, I think it suffered from what I like to call is uh, solo disorder. Uh, not named for the Mario Van Peebles uh, Terminator uh, slash Predator ripoff called Solo. I'm talking about uh, the solo colon a Star Wars story. Um, whatever you think about that movie, I personally found that the whole uh, like origin story stuff was just a little too ham fisted for me. And you know, I I do I did improv for a long time. I guess I technically still do improv, but all the theaters closed down over the last two years. So we'll see. Not to get a, a little side sad side tangent there, but. Um, uh, I used to do improv and callbacks and connections are a big part of it. But I feel like some of these movies and uh, like with all the continuity, they have to keep up in the air, think they deserve like awards and points for just mentioning stuff. Like there's just so much shit we see in many scenes of Newark. Um, oh, and again, you should know this at this point, but we will be spoiling these movies. There's no way we're going to talk about two movies that just came out and not spoil them. It's okay to just leave the room if you don't want it spoiled for yourself. Or honestly, with many scenes of Newark, it's okay for it to spoil. You know Tony's not going to die, at least not in this movie. You know Dickie Maltesanti is going to die. Like it's, It's got all that that you know, and then they do shit where... They show you straight up scenes that were in the TV series or referenced in the TV series. They just show them to you. And it's like, we already knew that it feels like I liked that. It wasn't a long movie, but it felt like a lot of unnecessary scenes. And then also, Oh, uh, in the chat, we, I see someone saying many saints of Newark has me yelling gabagoo the entire week. Okay. The pre- correct pronunciation is gabagool. Okay. Don't forget, which I guess for people who don't know, that's uh, capicola, ham capicola, but we say it 
very uh, very poorly. Uh, yes, if you watch, if you didn't watch The Sopranos, I don't think you'd understand a lot of this movie. If you, I don't think you would like it if you did watch The Sopranos either, though, because like I, you get a lot of the references, but they're just references, and everyone's playing like cartoon versions of. It felt a little bit like a a stage play where uh, a bunch of comedians are like, watch us do young Sopranos. Um, there were some great performances in there. I thought Corey Stoll looked and sounded just like Junior. Um, I thought he did an excellent Corrado. Um, I, the, the actor uh, with the Alessandro Nivola, the guy who plays Dickie Moltisanti, I like him a lot, but I, I didn't care for the Dickie Moltisanti character in this. Like it, I wanted more time with young Tony. I Oh, also Vera Famiglia, however you say her last name, I always panic saying it. You say it with a G or a G. Or a G. Uh, oh, no. Tiffany in the chat saying she named her dog Tony Soprano. That's how much she loved the Sopranos and the movie didn't hit for her. So, like, that's a pretty solid review. Uh, and Carlo, yeah, they did all look really shiny. The 4K was extreme. I felt they they did that like blue filter thing, right? That's what my my friend Ryan Stanger, uh, the Ryan Stanger of my friend group, he calls it the blue filter thing, where it's like this movie is kind of bluish. Some movies are kind of like yellowish, and then some are just bluish. Um, and this movie's very blue. <laughs> there's some there's some funny parts, uh, but a lot of it is like, for example, there's it's a little too ham fisted for me. How about one person saying, hey, Tony, are you going to make a call? Yeah, give me a dime, Carmella. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> Maybe just show the, the blonde young woman and we'll let us guess. And then another point, and this is the part that it happens kind of early in the movie, so I knew I was in for a, a real situation here. Uh, wait, hold on real quick. We're getting uh, Junior was extremely cartoonish, giving me six, man, <laughs> six flag man vibes. But if you remember Corrado's the guy the uh, what's his name's actual uh, performance in the series, it was pretty wild towards the end. So I yeah, we got an off-screen Jackie Aprile, we get an on-screen Artie Bucco, we get uh, big pussy, little pussy, medium pussy, we get all the sizes of pussy, we get young Paulie Walnuts, we get young Silvio uh, whose hair has been retconned to be a wig, uh, I guess, since he's bald. But also the age differences amongst Tony and his friends, like I, you know, they make it seem like him and Silvio are around the same age. And in this, they're like 20 years apart or something. OK, well, back to the part early on in the movie that I knew I, I was going to be let down by this movie. Uh, Dickie Maltesanti has got to go take his dad's corpse uh, and hide it in Newark during the uh, riots. So he's driving through. And then we see security, uh, sorry, National Guard and cops stopping people. And then we see him pull up and we know he's got a dead body in the car. But we know these guys are racist or looking for uh, racist and looking for black people. They, so they let him go. And then there's an 80 yard line that says he's white. And it's like, fuck, we knew that. We don't need that. Like that just felt like I lost confidence in the movie from there. And then it never gained it back. Uh, Nick Nick asked an interesting question. What are some prequel movies that do hit? That's a really good question. Um, I, I don't know. Hold on, we got some requests to speak. Let me bring someone up. All right, Willie Simpson, I'll bring you up. Uh, what do you got to say here, sir? 
Remember to unmute yourself if you got the mute button. Hey, John. How's it going? What's up? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> What's what's popping? What's popping? What what made you what made you request to speak? You got you got something you want to get off your your chest? Uh, I like the movie. I I really oh! did. Oh, <laughs> oh, Willie, Willie. Oh, okay. Well, what did the movie do for you? I'm just curious. Like everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yours, is I, wrong, yeah. Well, but that's I'm fine. Curious. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had extremely low expectations for this movie, dude. Uh, Dude, that is a big win. I think that you had you came in the right way. Keep going, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, I thought this movie was totally gonna suck. I'm a huge Sopranos fan, like a million people. Um, it looked like you know SNL ish. Um, it looked like yes, it did. It did have a little bit of an SNL. Box. It had like, like a, all the trademarks of it, just gonna be like a disaster. And I I was surprised that it was like at the very least it had for the most part, a moody and competent vibe throughout the whole thing. Um, I hear your complaints. I mean, there were parts that were SNL-ish. I mean, I thought all the fan service was pretty bad. Uh, Sill, Pauly, Pussy, they're just unnecessary additions to the film, like distracting in a way. But I think if you were, if you could like excise those parts out, I thought it had the guts and bones of a pretty good Soprano story. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see. That's the thing. What you just said, it had the guts and bones of a pretty good Sopranos story. I think I could spin a wheel and watch any two episodes of Sopranos and it would have been a better use of my two hours. Yeah, I understand. But I, I put it, I put it to a lot of my friends this way. We've been having this debate about the movie and a lot of them didn't like it. So I think I am in the minority. But I think if this was like a random two episode arc of the Sopranos where let's say Tony is talking to Dr. Melfi and remembering, you know, Dickie Multisanti in the psychiatrist's couch. Uh I think it would have like, and they flash back to these actors. I think you would not have been distracted by any of the casting. First of all, I think they all did a fine job. And I think you would have just said, yeah, those were two episodes of the Sopranos where Tony's remembering, you know, his uncle Dickie in Newark. And I I, I think from that standpoint, it's like two lost episodes of the Sopranos. And I thought it was fine. I was like, it's not embarrassing. I wasn't embarrassed like I thought I was going to be. No, see, I, I felt like the way you're describing, I felt about El Camino, the Breaking Bad <laughs> movie that popped off after, where I was like, uh, that just felt like this one had a little, I'm worried that uh, the many saints affected my love of Sopranos. Like, I'm curious to rewatch Sopranos and be like, if I'm still mad about the big, I started rewatching The Sopranos after I saw it because I was all charged up. And there are a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of moments like that in the show too. There's a lot of over-the-top yes. Italian-American, you know, type cartoony, like writing in moments. And I, I don't know. I just, I personally, I can't tell anymore if it's a stereotype or if it's just the way it is. No, no. Yeah, I don't have, I, I'm, I'm not saying... Everything against the characters, yeah. specifically Dickie Multisanti's O on the bed with Tony. Right. Tony's like, uh, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, it's like grease lightning. <laughs> uh, Willie, well, thanks for bringing in a dissenting opinion. Usually I'm the fan of everything. Um, also, he- here's a fun thing. If you guys haven't seen many scenes of Newark, maybe the most redeeming thing about it is that Ray Liotta is in it and plays his own brother. Ray Liotta plays two roles in this fucking movie. 
How nuts is that? All right, Victoria, I see your uh, request to speak. I'll bring you up. Victoria, welcome to the movie buff. This is the movie buff speaking. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Holy shit. We're okay. flying on the unmutes this week. Crushing it. <laughs> so I thought that I love the Sopranos, the, the series, and I thought maybe it would have been better if they had more time to explore all the different stories they were trying to tell. Instead, it was just kind of like, hey, here's here's Polly Walnuts. Let's bring him on so he can do a catchphrase. Here's Silvio. Let's get a quick Maroon. Let's, you know, yeah, all I of think, our characters, I, but not tell a story. Right. I'm appreciative of David Chase for wanting it to be under two hours, which is cool. But I think they were trying to tell too many stories like Tony growing up, the rise of Dickie, the sort of love triangle between Dickie, his dad and his step. Wait, wait, did Dickie (laughs) Montesanti kick off the phenomenon of stepmom porn? I'm sorry to ask you that, Victoria, a person who calls into the movie buff just to talk about many saints. Now you got the host talking about porn to you, but I can't help but see the connections, man. (laughs) If anybody would have kicked off stepmom porn, it would have been that actress. Well, yes, I, I get it. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. <laughs> I see it. Kill your father, fuck his wife. Yeah. I mean, that's great casting because you start to go like, yeah, I guess I'd kill my dad and fuck my stepmom if that was my <laughs> <laughs> If that's your stepmom, you're going to fuck her. <laughs> but fucking Ray Liotta playing both sides is a pretty wild it's it's pretty worth it for that I think that's the highlight of the movie for me really um but again it does feel added on because there are characters we don't know about we want to see young Tony and then we haven't even touched on I'm sorry Victoria I'm just stamping all over this but uh we haven't even touched on the whole black uh plot line that they brought in about the that that crew that's what I was yeah. I thought that and then Tony with his mother was the most compelling parts of the story. Mm-hmm. I loved, was his name, Michael Gandolfini? Yeah. It was so chilling to me to see these, exp- like it, when the camera would linger on his face and you could see, because it's his fucking father, I mean, you could see Tony Soprano and the expressions. I thought that was so great to see and the scene with his mother when she is told by the guidance counselor principal whatever that his favorite memory is of her reading that story to him and like you can see oh she's getting through to Livia who's like a horrible narcissistic character which is a great character but you know horrible person yeah yeah and and then she's like making him the hamburger and then it pops off so I I don't need these drugs what are you talking about you know you think I'm crazy um Oh, I love that part that. broke that broke my heart and then, yeah the, the race riots and everything that was just so much such a richer story to tell i think than than what they did focus on yeah and uh the one thing about that teacher's moment was like we do get to see young tony in what will constitute therapy like later on like it's like and then some of the oh, stuff yeah. made me laugh out loud. I laughed out loud when he when she's like, he's a natural leader. I'm like, oh, he's a good guy. And we yeah. yeah, little did you yeah. know. <laughs> and then also the stepmom says capo in reference to a boss at one point. We're like, okay, we get it. We know the, the lingo. We're watching yeah. the movie. <laughs> the other thing that I thought was interesting, uh, I don't know if maybe it's just coincidence or if it was intentional, but I thought Vera Farmiga, I thought she looked like Carmela. And until she crazy yes. she kind of had the same mannerisms she looked the same and then i could really see like it's probably they're hitting me over the head but i'm like oh yes this is genius <laughs> and i can see tony sitting in the guidance <laughs> the counselor's office or print whatever 
And then you like call back to AJ having the same issues, acting out in the same ways that his father did. Yes, yes. And also you start to unpack Tony's complicated relationship with his mother when uh, in the prequel, his mom looks a lot like his wife to come. Oh, yeah. There's a whole little yeah. uh, Shakespeare would uh, uh, go a little nuts with this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone in the chat mentioned uh, their favorite part was Junior breaking his back. Did you have a favorite part of the movie, Victoria? Did a part hit particularly well for you, despite your? I'm not gonna lie. the The end got me when he and I know it's hack, but when they did like the little pinky, like <laughs> when the music kicked in with the pinky <laughs> I didn't realize it. And oh my god, when I tell you the chills when it kicks in. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I like, felt I went back and rewound it and watched it again. I was like, oh yes. It was so corny, but I also enjoyed I it. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was corny. But the second they uh did the pink, I was like, the pinky promise. I was already laughing, and then I'm like, wait a minute, is that the do do do? And I was like, holy oh, shit. And then it hits you. I was like, oh yeah, it's already like my favorite show intro, like theme song. Oh, but it's then, a wonderful they one. Bring it in. Ooh. That got me good. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I will say Junior Breaking His Back was a highlight of the uh, movie too, because it's really funny. It's, it's, it's the timing is crazy. And then also how, what they retcon, it's the cause of uh, Dickie Moltisanti's death in the end. Is, what, what an yes, interesting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I liked his portrayal of, of Junior. I wish I could have seen more of that and maybe he would have been able to flesh it out and make it less. I think somebody said in the chat, Six Flags Man. Yeah, he had a little Six Flags Man energy there. But I, I would argue that, the, I think that was Tiffany in the chat. I would argue that the grown-up yeah. the, in the modern, uh, in the Sopranos TV show, the actor Dominic Chianci, uh, whatever his name is, Chianese, who plays... He's got a little uh, Six Flags yeah. Man energy to begin with. Those glasses are oh, just so wild. funny. <laughs> it's such a great character trait. Yes. But it's it's funny that he switches them in this movie. You know, you're like, oh, he got his cool. Like, like we can just watch Junior without the classic glasses and still enjoy it and get it. He's doing a good impression. He's making good faces. Yeah, he was kind of hobbling around like he was already an old man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I felt like, oh, he could, like he should be younger, I feel like. He feels pretty old. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I was here for it. I did like when he fell and he was like, and then he was trying to like, I guess, fuck his whatever wife, Guma. Um, and he was like, fucking Dickie Maltosanti. <laughs> like, like, you slipped. <laughs> uh, because of the uh, translations, I finally learned that like, uh, that Gumar is spelled with a C, like in the, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. just like I grew up saying Galamad and then learning later in life that that was Calamari was kind of insane. <laughs> but that's what. <laughs> well, I'm from the, the South, so all these words are new oh, to me. <laughs> yeah. It's just that we mispronounce those. It's like mozzarella, gabagool, supasat, you know, like we just say everything, prosciutto. We just say it all wrong. <laughs> but we believe it's the right way. I don't fully understand the rules of that. And I might be accidentally being racist against my own people of the Italian, half Italian American, mostly white <laughs> freaks. Uh, uh, well, uh, Victoria, I appreciate you popping in and uh, uh, saying what's up. And thank you. Uh, do you have, uh, do you have uh, any parting words, any last words to leave us with? <laughs> what is, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> um, 
you know, if your father comes back from Italy <laughs> and he brings over Giuseppina or whatever he <laughs> you're probably going to need to pop yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go to get your hair cut by Gipacina, you might have to pop yourself off after because holy shit. Also, maybe don't tell your mob boyfriend that you fucked another guy when no one. I did. don't. Yeah, that is I, that is I like. I'm just like, I guess she wanted the drama. She wanted the passion. She wanted the fury. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, oh, Victoria, thank you so much. I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like, let me get you the fuck out of here. Uh, bye. <laughs> Wait, so something I saw someone say, I don't think it was in our chat. Uh, maybe someone said it. Uh, uh, Matt, Matt, too, is saying, many saints should have been a movie within a movie in the Entourage Cinematic Universe, which is actually, someone pointed out that because, a weird part of this movie is that it opens with uh, um, VO from uh, Michael Imperioli, Christopher Moltisanti. And he's talking, he's a dead, he's dead. And he's talking about, he knows he's dead. He's like in hell. And you can't help but think uh, Chrissy, Christopher in the show, Chris, Chris Moltisanti was a screenwriter, a wannabe screenwriter. Is this movie in a meta way? written by Chris Moltisanti. It's got the VO opening. It lionizes his grandpa, uh, his, uh, his father and his grandpa. It lionizes his, uh, his buddy, uh, his uncle, Tony Soprano, but also like, uh, I'm just, I think just bear with me. I'm going to work that theory out. Maybe now is not the time. Uh, uh, Okay, here we go. We talked about Many Saints in Newark, and we can come back to it at any point if anyone has any requests. Uh, oh, Valerie's back from the 516. Let's say hi to her real quick before we move on to Venom. Let there be carnage. Valerie, you're on with hi, the movie Valerie. buff. How, how are we tonight? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, uh, calling in from the island. Is this one of my island locals? It, I'm, I'm, I am an, I'm a Nassau County. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. So Valerie, what 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 do you what yes. do you got to say about the uh many saints of Newark? The Moltisanti New York Newark. So I grew up I haven't watched the Sopranos yet because when it came out I was like I was like really young, but my parents watched it and my mom also wanted to watch the movie, so she started watching it when I started watching it. And it was really interesting because she commented in the scene where uh after you know, um, his dad, I know we just said the guy's name and I completely forgot it, when he kills Ray, Ray Leora the first. Yeah, and then, yeah. uh, when uh, Dickie yes. Moltisanti, uh, yeah, yeah, smashes his dad's face yeah, on the and steering then wheel. He, my mom was like, wait, he just killed his, she, he just killed his dad. Now he's going to have sex with his wife. And I was like, yeah. She was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> Wait, so I'm sorry. You sat down with your mom to watch this movie, you having never watched The Sopranos and your mom mm-hmm. being a fan. What was that yeah. experience like? That's a very um, uh, interesting dynamic. I mean, it was it was cool to like experience it because I remember, you know, when, like, when I was little and I would hear like curses coming from the TV, I'd be like, what is that? Um, but it was very uh, interesting because I, I didn't realize that um, James Gandolfini's son played him until I sat down to watch it i didn't like do any research oh. about the movie and i, told I mean it's pretty it's pretty thrilling movie. and he gets his, some of his mannerisms right which you wouldn't know because you haven't watched the sopranos yeah. but here's what <laughs> here's what i'm going to tell you valerie You're, you are yes. old enough now i'm assuming legally to watch it i highly yes. recommend yes. 
I definitely want to. It's on my watch list. Yeah, it sounds like you have HBO Max and you sat down to watch this. So then you just got to watch the series. Uh, Maybe it might be a fun, you and your mom host it, uh, watch it, then host a podcast about it or something. Yeah, let's monetize it, baby. Uh, (laughs) Monetize all your hobbies like me. I used to like talking about movies. Now I do it Monday night for you people. Uh, uh, Valerie, did you see Venom by any chance? Let There Be Carnage? Uh, no, I didn't because I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't gone to the movies since, uh, you know, the, the pandemic. Oh, right. Um, that's that's completely reasonable. That's understandable. Yeah, but I did want to see it. But ironically enough, Venom, the first one was on last night. And I and I wanted to watch it, but the commercials kept like distracting me, so I just was like, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, but I from what I, I watched, okay. like, I watched like the first 15, 20 minutes. But what I did see was I really liked it, and Jenny Slate was in it, and I was like, oh, I know her. All right, well then you should watch. Uh, all right, here's your here's your watch list. The first Venom is a lot yes. of fun. Check that out. And definitely watch The Sopranos. But I do appreciate mm-hmm. you tuning in to the movie buff. Uh, Valerie, I'm going to move on. We're going to talk to some other heads. Have a good one. Um, all right, guys. We're talking. We got. Well, we could always come back to the many saints in Newark. We contain multitudes. I can keep track of two different ideas at once. That's a lie. But now let's move on to Venom. Let there be carnage. Uh, so I watched uh, the many saints of Newark while eating homemade pasta for my comedian friend, Danny Palumbo, who makes amazing pasta uh, because that's the experience I wanted. I wanted to watch it at home. Normally I would go see everything in the theater, but uh, I had already gone to the theater earlier that day to see Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Um, Yeah. Carlo in the chat saying uh, more Marvel fast food. Yeah. That's how I felt. I knew what I was going into and it was fun. I got to say, Tom, the Tom Hardy and Venom, like, you know, two person scenes are, they're enjoyable. It's a fun dynamic. Uh, Venom is like a little cheeky. Tom, uh, Tom Hardy is, of course, an absolute fucking smoke show and also a uh, very good actor. So that him playing off himself as the Venom voice is pretty fucking rad. We got Woody Harrelson, king ass shit. Woody Harrelson's in this as Carnage. And he is kind of scary and kind of funny. Uh, I, I really like Woody in this movie. Um, all right. I'm going to Espandiar. I'm going to ask you how to say your name, sir. I'm sorry Spandiar. if I just Hello, you can just call me S, man. Oh, okay. What's up, S? Did you, did you see Venom uh, that Let There Be Carnage? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree with all, all the things you're saying. Look, I'll say this uh, just as a quick note. It felt like a movie from 2005, and I miss how it felt to watch movies in 2005. You know, superhero movies now are just, they're like very, very long, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, I, I love some of the movies that are coming out now, but this was like 90 minutes, and it just gave you a quick story. It was cool. Dude, you're touching on something here, because I was saying something similar. I'm with you. I like the Marvel movies, but they also usually contain too much scope. Like, oh, it's the, yeah. we got to travel the galaxies, go to this time zone, flip over, time zone. We have to go to Eastern, the Pacific. We have to go to this, we have to travel this way. And like, in this movie, it's like, we have to rescue our girlfriend. Like, it's just like, oh, it's just our ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Like, it's shrunk, you're right, it shrunk the movie down. And also, having the final battle, like, in a, like, a rainy, uh, like, blown out uh, cathedral felt very 2005 as well, for some reason. My wife, yeah, yeah. What, what I, I, 
I get vibes of uh, I get vibes of like, and I know people don't really like this movie, but I get vibes of Spider Man Three a little bit, you know? Yeah, like just, yeah, with the alternate like the, the different way of feeling. Yeah, I got some Spider Man Three vibes. I got some, uh, um, what you call it, uh, liar liar vibes. I thought Tom Hardy was doing some really good like physical physical like Jim oh, Carrey esque yeah. like yay kind of shit, which I thought was uh, what, what, the my favorite. Let's talk about this. S, what was your favorite part of the movie? Mine personally. When Venom makes him breakfast to try to make him feel better, that was like <laughs> that was so funny. Yes, that was, yeah, <laughs> I, I actually I thought the the part where Venom is just trashing his apartment, like throws the TV out, and Tom Hardy has this moment where he's like, "Don't you dare!" You know, like the TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the TV is just the bridge too far. Yeah, all the all that <laughs> stuff is it just feels so like I time traveled going to watch that movie in a good way. You know, it it was it was cool, man. I liked it. Yeah. Also, I got to say the Venom design, uh, the body is, he looks scary and cute and funny at the same time. Like it does the work. And then Carnage is even like, and Carnage brings even more fear to the character. So that like, I thought, I thought that the character design worked well in that way. And, and they didn't overuse CGI. I mean, obviously so much for the characters, but it's not like we're on flying backgrounds all the time and shit like that too, at least. The movie, okay. You, I'm sure you remember Ted with Mark Wahlberg, yeah. and yeah. How can I ever movie? forget? I watched, I watched it at Joe Biden's house. No, I'm just kidding. I have a weird memory. <laughs> no, <laughs> the the movie feels like if Ted was a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is like Ted. You're gonna get me in tr- Venom. No, it's like Clifford. It's like the big red <laughs> <Yeah>. dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um s well I, yeah. I appreciate you popping into the to the movie buff and uh sharing your thoughts on let there be carnage oh another uh highlight for me yeah the, i thought this was a very funny line is when he's like all right time to die and uh eddie brock's like that's the spirit and venom's like i was talking about us we're gonna die <laughs> i was like that's really fucking funny <laughs> writing and then i saw tom not that he wrote the line but Tom Hardy had a story by credit on this movie. <laughs> yeah, good good okay. for him. Getting a little okay. extra control okay. in those sequels. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, I'm sure you're going to talk about the the after credits. But this is awesome, man. Looking forward to, to what you guys do. Uh, by the way, do you do this every Monday? This is every Monday. Uh, I, uh, every Monday at 8 Pacific. Do, what, do, you have a, do you have a green room show, S? It is right before yours, my friend. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop in. I'm going to pop in because I'm a huge movie buff no pun intended and <laughs> so yeah gotcha. all right well thanks s well next week guys you can come in at seven and listen to us back to back or uh at 10 and listen to us back to back depending on uh what your time zone is yes sir. all right later s thanks for popping in bro man that's a good friend right there who goes oh and is this every monday you uh you know, i was like yes s hook it up all right tim i'm pulling you up on stage handing you the microphone unmute yourself play uh what's going on tim how we doing john uh, pretty good. Can't complain. I'm completely nude talking into a new app to uh, a group of strangers about a couple of movies I saw this weekend. How, what else could go wrong? It sounds like a normal Monday for you. Uh, I'm just yeah, it actually has become a regular Monday for me. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy because I've been here since the first week you had this, and I know the first couple of weeks we've got, like, what, four perfect call-ins, and I know I probably jinxed it, but, you know, no muting issues. This is, this is amazing. But I Tim, saw Venom this week. Look at me. We're all grown up, baby. We're all grown up. Uh, so you saw Venom this week. Who would have guessed? Yeah. <laughs> uh, loved it. Um, I don't know if it's I'm getting marbled out or what, but it felt, and 
hate to use this phrase in an adult conversation, but it felt like a good palate cleanser and a mousse bouche, if you will, because you've got so much heavy, heavy crap going on with some of Marvel stuff that you want something, you know, uh, a, a tight 90 doesn't link too, too much to the other stuff. And it's, <laughs> it's generally like just fun. Like, like, yes, it felt, yeah, like this, uh, like, it felt, you know, it was like when you got like a special issue as a, I'm, I'm old. So I used to read comics like one week at a time for a dollar. I remember when they went to a dollar 25 and that was a major issue <laughs> for me at the time. But uh, as someone who used to read every once in a while, you'd get like the random side story that wasn't a narrative at all. And it's like, it feels good that not every movie has to be building to something. So with the Venom movie, we get this cool little like side project, but then this is a natural segue to talking about the mid credit sequence. We get a little tie in back to the universe. And it, it, you're right. It reminds you a lot of comics like, Hey, here's a side quest we're going to do. doesn't have the biggest stakes, but it's fun. And then at the end, it's like, Oh, by the way, we're still part of this bigger world. And next time you talk to us, here's what you might see. And it's like, Oh, cool. Like we're having fun. You get to see the dynamic. You see growth. Well, not too much growth as a character with Eddie and Venom, but like, you get you get a, a minor character arc. You get a fun little adventure. I mean, yeah, fun. You get you relatively. get you get Michelle you get Michelle Williams contractually obligated sequel and let her go on her way and not have to be in the third movie. Uh, exactly. <laughs> she'll cameo in one scene for a nice uh, seven figure paycheck, and uh, she'll deserve it because she's a fucking legend. <laughs> but I mean, it's, um, it's kind of what you need, and you get. Um, you know, I'm a real big fan of Griffin Newman's podcast. You get kind of this portfolio builder for, um, oh gosh, uh, Andy yeah, Serkis. You get Andy Serkis getting more experience because he's got so much experience in front of the camera for him to start getting more and more behind that it's, it's awesome because you can see him like develop as a, a filmmaker and like, yeah, I know. I'm stoked to see, I'm stoked to see. I'm stoked to see what he does in that world. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, after credit sequence. Do we think that means Venom's going to be in the Spider-Man Far From Home? I I, I don't it, it know about to. that, right? I think I think I think because in the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home, which I also saw before um, Venom, uh, we see uh, the Green Goblin's gas at one point. We see Doctor Octopus, um, and we know Venom is tied in now. So I feel like after just my one trip to AMC theaters, I, I've connected to th- they're all going to be in this next. I'm guessing Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire also make an appearance. I'm hoping because it kind of pays off. Like I'm, I'm like you. Uh, I turn, I enter my mid 30s uh, in a couple weeks. And like growing up with now three iterations of Spider-Man, like it's kind of this ultimate payoff of being like, hey, I remember seeing Spider-Man as a kid with Toby. I remember seeing Amazing Spider-Man like in college. And now like you've got Tom Holland and holy crap, like everything's showing up. So I kind of hope that Venom pops in, in, you know, far from home or no way home. But also I kind of want them. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, Uh, for sure. Or Spider-Man to be in Venom 3, like uh, Tom Holland to be in Venom 3. That could be cool. Or at least Peter and Eddie in some capacity, because that's a classic rivalry, too. And I think something that's uh, kind of underplayed and, you know, it was it was surprising in the first one. And it's it's welcoming now is Ed Hardy's got some comedic chops, like playing off of a green tennis ball on his shoulder. 
like yeah and you see, and, or, or, i'm sorry tom party as a as a you know a leading man you know a yoked dude in bane and now you've got these comedic chops where you're like holy crap like that's probably one of my favorite things in these films is like you talked about the breakfast scene like that's legitimate slapstick like old school like straight man and then yeah pushing his buttons right it, it works and it works well and, and you're right tom hardy's got comedy chops He's so, and I think he's voicing Venom too, right? With modulation. So he's really like doing both sides of those conversations. Like that's, that's a solid performance. Circus yeah. directing him who has that ability to be like, look, here's how you're going to play off of a CG character. Here's how you're going to voice him to react off of what you're right. doing. So I think that they got the, the right guy. Um, I'm sure you want to get someone yeah. else on, John. Um, but I know like Tim, this is fucking riveting. No, I'm just kidding. Well, if you're about to give me a compliment, I apologize. <laughs> Dude, uh, no, um, I know I'm also in LA. I'm actually in the Valley. So, and I know you're always asking for movie tips. And since you said you go to AMC, um, the A-list is kind of like my go-to thing on weekends because we've got so many, uh, we've got three AMCs in Burbank. We've got one at Universal. They opened up one in Porter Ranch is probably too far for you. But you've got these AMC theaters like all over LA, and oh like, baby, oh baby, bucks. Tim, I'm already a list, baby. That's what I'm uh, talking about. I'm already a list, baby. I'm already I'm pre-ordering my drinks as I. Not that this is an AMC. Uh, this is not an ad for them because those motherfuckers put so many. Tra- yeah, but if they want to sponsor, I can talk positively about them. But they put so many trailers. They charge so much fucking minutes. money. So it makes you let, let you get one more drink at the mall before you run in. But oh, definitely! Um, like I, I've got no issue showing up late to a movie because I'm like I got 20 minutes worth of trailers, my seats reserved, um, yeah, and I can sneak in candy from you know Walmart or Target or whatever for 99 cents. Oh, you could also pre-order. You can pre-order a snack if you're running late on the app and have your uh, smart water and chocolate covered pretzels waiting for you. Whatever the fuck you want. All right, Tim. I'll see you later, brother. Thanks for the movie tip. A-list. Join it. Not an AMC ad. Uh, Eric, you're in the chat, uh, in the speaker request. I'm going to pull you up. Unmute yourself, Eric, and let's get into it. Can you hear me? Hey, Eric, where are you calling from? Chicago? I am calling from Chicago. Oh, you just, whatever you did, it's much better now. Oh, it's good now? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Cool. I can tell you're from Chicago because your profile is Malloy. The most. Oh hell yeah, dude. The most disgusting thing I've ever had in my entire life. Oh man, why you gotta make fun of it so? No, I didn't make fun of it. Put... You oh, guys, man. if you guys think it tastes good, you're lying to yourselves. Uh, I, I, oh man, no, I, no, I love Malloy. It's a good time. Um, no, I know it's acquired taste, but um, uh, to kind of go off the like, uh, kind of end sequence and stuff. This, I think, I. I don't want to, I mean, can I get into speculation a little bit about? Yeah, let's spec, dude. Okay. Who cares? All right. Unless you know Inside Scoop and are going to ruin shit. I mean, I'm from Chicago, that. so no, I'm not in the industry <laughs> and uh, uh, on the other side of the country. So. And, I, and I drink Malort, so no one will get within a foot of me to no, hear yeah, me. No, anyway. So yeah, let's, yeah. let's just blame it on Malort, okay? <laughs> yeah. it, this right. is the Malort talking. Um, <laughs> okay. Let it rip, brother. What's some, let's hear some so, spec. So uh, watch Venom be in the new... Uh, Spider-Man movie coming out in December. And then I feel like Sony is going to do the Spider-Man cinematic universe. They're going to take Spider-Man back to Sony. And Sony's just going to go on this, like, Spider-Man movie rampage. Uh, they've already got, like, Craven in the works. 
uh, Tom Holland uh, doesn't have any more contract, isn't under contract with MCU anymore. Uh, Morbius is coming out under Sony. So, so oh shit! I feel yeah. Like, <clears throat> again, speculation. I thought they were. Co- I thought they were combining them because Venom appearing in the Tom Holland Spider Man is a cro- is is the first crossover, right? Right, right. It's it, that end sequence is actually pretty fucking crazy. Cause, right, because it does. It Kevin Feige has been like, "Yo, do not say Venom is in the MCU." Like, it's I don't know. It's kind of really. It's 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 kind of crazy. This whole Spider-Man back and yeah. Because I don't fully I don't fully understand what's going on behind the scenes there. Because I was under the impression that it was all rolling in. Because I know like the X Men is eventually going to drop for Marvel. Uh, right, and I'm, i yeah. The Spider-Man thing has just been so. It's just so awkward with contracts stuff. So, yeah, the way again, speculation, Malort talking. Who knows? Um, I think Sony's going to take back Spider-Man, and they're just going to make Spider-Man movies and Spider-Man universe movies in the Sony verse. And then, like, if the MCU really wants Spider-Man back, they'll they'll port him in or whatever whenever they want. Yeah, I have. That's interesting. Uh, I. Re- I really have no clue, and this yeah, is yeah, I have sound, no clue either. This is a- I, I, let me let me also, let me tag. Not only do I not have a clue, I can't even bring myself to give a shit. Right, you know what I mean? Right, like I'm right. like That's, like I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm, as you're saying it, I'm like, oh, I wonder, and I'm like, do I? Because it's so fucking complex and crazy now. It's like, right, you know what? Exactly, and right, I'm not right. saying I'm not going to go see all these things opening weekend, uh, like and talk to you freaks about mm-hmm. it on Monday night. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to see Eternals. I'm going to do all of this for you. We're going to see Dune. We're going to see fucking whatever weird shit comes Clifford. Whatever you want to, whatever we got to see. I'll see for you people. But uh, I, I, I can't, like, they burn. Is Clifford a uh, a carnage symbiote? I, that a, that's what I think we're going to learn. On a dog and a... <laughs> Venom says, uh-oh, a red one again. Yeah. In, in reference to a giant dog. <laughs> Um, all right, Eric. Well, enjoy your Malort and your Lou Malnati's. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I'll take a shot for you, too. Oh, please do, because I ain't doing it again. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming. Right. See you next Monday. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We have a little bit of time left here. So here's here's what I want to do. Uh, we, have a, we have a pretty uh, vocal chat. Oh, Matt Toots dropping the other Clifford, Cliffy. We got uh, Martin Short's Clifford. Um, in the chat guys here's what i want to do if anyone has a request for like a genre of movies or wants to mention their favorite movie we're gonna do something called like the movie buff algorithm someone in this room says like hey here's a movie i like do you guys know anything else like it i'll talk to you for a little bit and then let the chat pop off with their recommendations that kind of fit what uh one person might be looking for like last week after dear evan hansen i was asking people from uh Music, uh, mu- musical movie Rex, and I watched that uh, the uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Rachel Vice, Begin Again, um, and pretty solid, pretty solid. Um, so I'm hoping to leave this conversation with a movie recommendation for myself, or with some new movies I have not heard of or uh, have not at least watched yet. I mean, there's plenty of movies I haven't heard of, and there's even more movies that I haven't watched yet. All right, so Irvin Hubler in the chat says the guest. Now, what do you like about the guest? I, I, like, is it do you like that it's stylized in that it's like got that sort of eighties mood lighting and uh, uh, synthy score, 
do you like that it's sort of sexy or do you like uh do you like that it's like an interesting take on that um on, on that on that genre because i love the guest as well and as a matter of fact i'm now realizing it's been so long since i said it uh so i'm hellbent on uh on seeing it uh the chat is popping off they love the guest tiffany aaron the guest is a well-made movie uh I think it's from the same people that made your next, uh, right? Is that the, uh, is that the wind guard movie? I'm not at my computer to do any IMDb. Uh, so I'm going to mess around. Uh, that's really good. Uh, if you haven't seen that, I really enjoy, uh, enjoyed your next. What else? I thought it follows kind of had the guest is better than it follows in my book, but it follows sort of has the synthy, uh, like, uh, moody lit, uh, horror movie vibe. Uh, so I think you, you could get a little bit of the itch scratch from that. Try to think what else? Uh, well, if anyone else has a movie that they think if, if someone told you the guest was their favorite movie and you needed help, you wanted to like spit out some other movies for them to check out, drop it in the chat or request to speak. And let's, let's give Irvin, uh, some recos here. Um, but like, let's say it follows. And if, if you like the quiet violence of it, which I did also like, um, what's the, uh, what's his face, uh, movie, uh, not Jonathan Reese, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, you were never really here or whatever that is. That's pretty fucking, uh, rad and sort of like, I wouldn't say it's a similar movie per se, but you know, they're, uh, spiritually cousins or some shit, some expression that makes me sound right. Uh, without me having to really back it up. Uh, what's the Mark Wahlberg, William Peterson, Crazy Boyfriend movie? Is that Fear? Matt, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I'm just remembering that. Oh, Carlo, Upgrade. Hell yeah. That's a good recommendation for people who've seen, who are looking for a guest reco. S, if you haven't seen the guest, check that out. It's, it's fucking great. You Were Never Really Here does rule. And Carlo shouting out Upgrade. Guys, the guy who directed uh, the Invisible Man remake, uh, Lee Winnell or Lay Winnell, however you say his name, he made uh, Upgrade, and Upgrade is fucking awesome. I highly recommend you check out Upgrade. It's an interesting take on like, well, you know what? I don't want to give you any more. Yeah, and it's yes, Aaron, Aaron. That's where I remember some of those kind of, and also the dude who is the lead in Upgrade is very Tom Hardy esque. Sorry, I'm responding to Aaron in the chat who said. Upgrade is Venomish too. Yes, dude. And also the main actor is very Tom Hardy-ish. Uh, so that, uh, so it feels like that's actually very funny. I didn't even put that connection together. That's why Upgrade's so fresh in my mind. Uh, holy shit. Thank you, Aaron. This is why I'm so glad there is a chat for you freaks to just shout shit out. Uh, I haven't seen Fear in forever. So I think Fear, I'm going to walk away needing to rewatch that. S is in the chat letting us know that Upgrade 2 is coming soon. That's fucking wonderful news. Uh, highly recommend checking out that movie if people haven't. Mr. Rogers said Upgrade was the superior Venom. Oh, okay. I think he might be talking about uh, my co-host of the podcast, Action Boys, Ben Rogers. Or he might be talking about Mr. Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, yes. Tiffany's shouting out Train to Busan for anyone who likes zombie horror movies. Uh, yes. Logan Marshall Green is that actor's name. Jump back to Tiffany for a second. Train to Busan is a v get punt if you haven't seen that movie yet. You think you've seen like every like 
uh, Korean zombie train movie? Well, you haven't. Um, it's fucking so good. Uh, the dude from Eternals, the stocky Korean actor who is like a handsome, beefy dude. I uh, always got a kind of uh, uh, barrel chest and big arms. Uh, he's so good in Train to Busan. It's it's so fun. Oh, you know, I haven't watched the sequel, Carlo. I didn't, uh, oh, someone did mention that. But it's got a kind of different plot, right? The sequel to Train to Busan. Uh, yeah, I'm fe- I feel like I haven't heard great things about it. but Or maybe, possibly, I'm getting this energy in my head that I tried to put it on one night when I was maybe too late at night and I was a little maybe too on the green. Um, okay, Matt, you just shouted out one of my favorite. Yo, it's spooky movie season, so spooky movies are upon us. I've wa- I just watched the 2018 Halloween, 1980s Terror Train with Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm watching uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix right now. But I got to call out one cut of the dead. Matt Toots mentioning it here. I know it's on Shutter and maybe it's on some other apps, but if you guys haven't seen One Cut of the Dead, I highly, highly recommend it. Oh, I'm going to sound racist. I, I think it's a Japanese uh, horror movie, but you have to watch it the, uh, and give it the benefit of the doubt for 15 to 20 minutes. The beginning's going to be a little weird, but if just power through the beginning and it's so worth it. It's not triggering or upsetting the beginning. It's just a little weird. And then if you make it through that, the movie is just absolutely... Oh, it is Japanese. Okay, good, Irvin. I was right. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, and watch it with no prior knowledge. Don't look up anything about what it's about. Let it surprise you because it's really, really cool. Uh, Good call, Aaron. Uh, Yeah, Tiffany... I think you would. I think you would really dig it. I think you would really dig it. Wait, Aaron, the gangster, the cop, the devil. I don't know that. I don't know that movie. I'm curious about that. Is it any good? Uh, you can pop in. Uh, it, oh, it's also Korean. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, great movie for yeah, great. Right, uh, Carlo is right. If you're a fan of movies or a filmmaker of movies or you work in movies, one cut hits extra hard. Um. Uh, you're 100% right, Carlo. Oh, man, now I want to rewatch that. And I just watched it last year on Halloween uh, for a spooky season. Um, what else? What else are you guys watching? Yes. Uh, oh, it does? He's Okay, I'm checking that out, Aaron. Uh, Henry K., I saw Haunt. Is that the one about the haunted house that they go to? That one is fun. Uh, but... The one on Shutter that I really like is what's uh, I think it's called what's it called? It's the Zoom one where they're all on like uh, video chat together the whole time, and it's only like an host. Yes, host. It's like an hour and ten minutes. If you guys haven't watched Host, watch Host. And here's how you got to watch it: on a laptop or on your computer with headphones, if you can. Uh, you uh, if you can let. I watched it laying in bed with my wife with headphone splitters because we were recommended to watch it like that. And holy shit, did it add value to the movie. Highly recommend that. Also, while we're just pitching things that would make that movie extra scary and extra fun, try light edibles if it's legal in your town. Uh, Irvin's recommending Near Dark. Ooh, yeah. Highly che- highly recommend checking that out. Um, people, movie buffs, I got to say, I'm very proud of us. We all figured out the talking today. Our turnout was pretty solid. 
I'm excited to see the chats popping off with recommendations. Um, I'm happy to see people engaging. I'm, I'm happy to leave here while watching several new movies. Like uh, I'm going to wait, what was the name of it again? The cop, the cop, the, the gangster, the cop, the devil is, and maybe a one cut of the dead rewatch after this, but next week we'll be back talking Whatever the big movie is next week, which is made. Oh, it's going to be Bond. Probably going to be talking about uh, the new Bond. So uh, unless there's something else coming out that I'm missing, I'm pretty sure next. But I'll tweet about it on Friday. So follow me on Twitter. Um, uh, I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Um, you can uh, come back here every Monday night at 8 Pacific. Um, check out S's show at 7 Pacific. I don't even know what it is. I should do a little research on that. Maybe I should pop into his and do a little, uh, you know, grassroots plug of uh, the movie buff. But tell you, tell any of your friends that might be into something like this. Like, there's no way this is going to grow just because it's interesting, weird little app, and my fan base isn't that big. But if you have a friend that likes to call into radio shows and and, and talk about movies, maybe just recommend this to them, and let's figure out if we could just get a small word of mouth group of freaks every Monday night to discuss that week's movie, give each other some recommendations and, you know, hear uh, more about uh, Valerie, uh, her Sopranos rewatch with her mother and how that's going for her. Uh, All right, uh, guys, people, humans, uh, movie buffs. Remember, stay movie, stay buff. Also, I'm going to be dropping this, uh, episode in my high and mighty feed so any of you guys that spoke uh tonight that want to hear yourself on a podcast which i think you already did tonight but if you want the sensation of hearing a recorded version i'll probably be dropping this next week as just to try to get some uh more shitheads no offense to you guys that's what we call my listeners over on high and mighty bring some shitheads over here for next week too um Irvin, thank you, man. You were uh, firing off with some uh, <laughs> prompts when your boy was needing them. All right, fam. This has been a pleasure. 